What's going on, everybody? You got a bonus episode today. You got a bonus episode, and I'm so excited that you get this bonus episode because as you saw, as you clicked on the title, I had the opportunity of sitting down with the great Ian McShane. Yes, Ian McShane. We all know from whether it's Deadwood or whether it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean or obviously uh, John Wick. So much that this guy has done. He's got a new movie coming out this weekend. It's called American Star. And I really enjoyed this movie. It's, it's a, he play. Uh, you hear about it more when I talk to Ian about it, but it, it's like, uh, he's a hitman, which I thought was interesting too. But you see kind of what his journey is in this story about this guy. So I talk more, I talk more in depth with Ian about the movie itself. So you can learn a bit about more. And of course I ask about the ballerina and I ask about a few other things. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you check it out. It's been, um, I, like I said, I was very happy to be able to sit down with him and, and, and talk to him and, and just obviously tell him what a fan I was, but also to, to just get an opportunity to have a conversation with him. So please enjoy my conversation with the great Ian McShane. Please leave your comments. Please hit like if you're brand new to the channel, you're just finding it. Hit that button right there. Subscribe to the channel. Helps us out tremendously. Appreciate you. See you soon. All right. Thanks again to Ian McShane. What an amazing, amazing gentleman he is. And go and check out American Star, by the way. I think you'll really like it, especially I've, as I've been kind of going on a highfalutin toot about how smaller movies should get more support and, and how more people should see movies with kind of in-depth characters. This is one of those movies. So please go and check it out. Again, leave your comments. Hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out. I appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. All right. I am very excited for my next guest, everybody. You guys know him from Deadwood. You know him from John Wick, Pirates of the Caribbean, Hellboy. I can go on and on and on and on and on. This guy's a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, January 26th, American Star is being released, and I have the star of that film, the one and only Mr. Ian McShane. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hey, Christian. How are you? Uh, it is a pleasure to speak to you. I've been a fan for such a long time, and, and I just watched this movie. And I have to tell you, um, what I really dug about it was that it was just a very, it was a simple story about a guy who just, this is his job. This is what he does. And he's going to do this job in this nice little place. That is, at him, he doesn't even seem like he wants to be there at first. He's just like, this is like I'm not getting off a plane. I've been there. I've been there and he, he gets there. The guy is supposed to kill us in there. And so he's got to spend time in this town and he winds up really falling in love with the town. Um, where did you first come into contact with this particular story? Um, because it's probably also, Oh good. I don't, I can actually be the hitman, and I don't have to go and tell the hitman what to do this time. Um, I've worked with, first of all, I've, I've the director, Gonzalo Lopez Gallego, I, Gonzalo Lopez Gallego, who I did a movie with six years ago. You might not be familiar with it, called Hollow Point. Okay. It's a terrific little Western noir movie with me, Patrick Wilson, and John Leguizamo. Sure. And he didn't get, he was one of, I love, it, it's really good. And John Belushi's in it, Jim Belushi's in it. It's a really good little movie, but he never got any kind of, he got screwed up, as a lot of films do, by distribution, whatever. But we remained friends, and I had enormous admiration for this director. And we remained friends, um, and about a year after we'd made it, and it was out, whatever, and he called me up, and he got this idea for a movie. And all he had at the time, he said, what is this idea for this film, Wilson? And he also lives in the Canary Islands, and he knows this true story of this ship, the American Star, which is an actual ship, disintegrated on its way 
being commissioned by the American government on its way to being towed. And it only actually disappeared under waves a couple of years ago yeah. in Fuerteventura, the island, where it could only be seen. And uh, he had this, you know, he said the metaphor for life and death and this guy going there and becoming intrigued. And um, he brought on Nacho Ferner, the writer, mm -hmm. and I was involved. So I was involved in the beginning. And then we talk about it. And we didn't want to make a, you know, the genre is always great. It's what you do with it. Everything's been done before. But it seemed to me that, you know, he, he emits his own cardinal mistake. The first day, you know, he's there, he should leave. The intelligence has been screwed up, but he thinks now it's a win. And it is a fascinating place. But they're beautiful islands. That this this particular one lives up to its name, Fuerteventura, violent wind. Mm. And it's windy every day. And uh, we talked about the film for a long time, got the script we wanted to make. It went out. And I made a film called Jawbone, yeah. which is a very good, excellent English independent movie with, uh, mm. with Johnny Harris. Ray Winston and I did with this producer called Mike Elliott with his Emu Productions, and uh, Mike Mike loved it, and a couple of, it took us about a year and a half, and we finally came up with an investment. We had this window to make it in twenty two, and Gonzalo and Jose David Montero, his cinematographer, we all found ourselves suddenly you know we, we appeared on this island. They'd be preparing it. We came on. We had three days camera test prep, whatever rehearsal with the cast, and we went on and made it. And there's nothing like making an independent movie, you know, because there's, you've got no boss. You're making the movie you want right. to make. Right. And, well, you... I mean, and the trust that I had in Gonzalo was, you know, apparent. And, the, and it was like it was smooth. It was just a really great five weeks working, concentrated every day. It was not like, a, you know, you, at the end of the day, you had a nice meal, which you do in your nice meal, <laughs> went to bed, got up the next day and did the thing. And it turned out. A movie that we can all be very proud of, and we're back to the IV, IFC liked it. You, you know, delivering it here, and here I am talking to you about it. And then, yeah, absolutely, you know. absolutely should be proud of it because it was. Uh, as I was going into it, I was I I didn't know what to expect. I didn't I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't do it. On, I did that on purpose. Yeah. I just wanted to go in. Um, like I said, I know I've I've seen so much of your work that I always know what you bring to it and to see this and I, and I was very curious because of the 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 John Wick side of it and because of the uh yes it's it's a hitman but this is such a dramatically different in tone obviously because you have this the music in this film by the way the music in this film is almost like a separate character and it sets in motion what Wilson is going through in even when he's relaxed, the mu the music's relaxed. You're relaxed, but there's and if when he's sitting at the bar, he's like, "Is there any music that I can deal with from my century? Do I can I can I go? Can, can you point me somewhere to go? Because that music to me kind of dictates it. Was that a conscious choice to make sure that the music was? Oh yeah, that's Gonzalo. That's his. I mean, I give I give it all up for him as a director. I mean, we talked about things beforehand, but you have to have trust in something like that. I mean, he's yeah. made. You know, and he's, yeah, his, his idea for the music was the, his choice was the guy who did it all. And then I think, but I think the sort of, the opening, being in that hotel there, and those hotels on that island are all are those hotels that you have to book up, like, all in, they're package tours. Yeah. It's a package tour hotel, you know, on this, uh, so... The very thing of getting into that first when you see him sitting in the in the whirlpool, yeah, get out there wandering around the hotel, and then you have the sort of you know the the, the musical act at the hotel, you know, the honoring the 
the final. I love that. The final count. <laughs> that, that was the best. That was the I best. know. And then he goes out and he walks around the island. But he lo- it's kind of like, and he makes his own cardinal mistake that he stays. He does, yeah. he it's his own, you know, as the, as the kid says to him, Adam Negatis, who was wonderful in the movie. Uh, and it's funny though you say that though too because even though because I felt like yeah he made the mistake of stick sticking around and then he has and then he has that conversation but and again I'm not obviously going to spoil anything but when you go through the movie itself you're like for what this character has gone through and kind of seems kind of like, almost like the mundane of his job and then when these particular things happen I wonder if he reflects on it down the line if it was a mistake maybe it was something I mean granted there are things that happen that probably is regrettable but for the most part this kind of seemed to awaken him a little bit. Oh, I think, yeah, he stirred into life by the fact that he, they are, you know, the relationship with the little kid, which yeah. I loved, you know, little Oscar, and then with the girl who were uh, in the bar, whatever, when he realizes the link between her and the girl in the beginning of the thing, and he thinks, Jesus, I shouldn't be here, but then American Star, she takes him by surprise, and there's no kind of, there's no kind of, it's not a love interest, but there's a spark of something, and she invites him to lunch with her mother. And he's like, "Well, oh, well, you know." He goes, he does it, and he gets, and he realizes that his, you know, the son of his um, of his best friend, who's involved in the organization, is there. But he thinks, "Oh, you'll listen to me," knowing that he's made his own mistakes, but he's having sort of like a semi good time, if you like, on this yeah. island, and then it all falls apart. I know, sense. I know. I felt it's so bad. bad. And I, yeah, I felt so bad for him at times because like, as I'm watching, like he's just like there are like these relationships. But it's like, but you know, though, even when he starts to get settled at all, it's like, up oh, there's someone who's going to snap him right back and go, no, no, no. Remember what you're here for or no, no, no. And you're like, oh, yeah, that he's you almost forget that he's on that he was there for a job in the first place because he's enjoying. Well, yeah, because, it, because it's the fact that what his job is and whatever is really not is right. not. Just it's, that's not really. I mean, could, as I, you know, like it could be a, could be a travel agent, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just that he commits his own. He knows he's made his own mistakes. And, yeah. And, you know, but he's feeling you know, human for the first time in a while. You don't need a backstory. And I think it's a, it's kind of that movie. As you said, you don't know what to expect. You walk in. It's a great location. I mean, uh, you know, we arrived there. It was really, it was an amazing. Yeah, it was great to be in the location, make the movie you wanted. You felt like you left at the end of it. You know, we made a movie. That was it. Yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I and I think that there was was also you know there was no wastage of uh, extra shots. You didn't need stuff. You know, we had a really good we had a really good like civilized time. We get up, you know, make the movie till about till the light went down, whatever. Then we go off have a nice meal, talk (laughs) about each other, and then go to bed and meet the next day and. and nobody over your shoulder telling you what you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Telling you anything. Well, do you? Uh, let me ask you about that then, because like, if there is, does you always hear about the when when it comes to whether it's actors, directors, it's like the the one for you, one for me type uh, situation. Do you do you have like when it's just obviously you've been in so many big budget movies, you do you do great, you do movies uh, of this scale as well too. Do you have a preference or is this like, no, it just kind of depends on, on the script and how and what what comes comes across? How, how do you do you have a preference of what you really like to enjoy more? Because like you say, you're not taking any orders from anybody on this one in the studio. Obviously, you got to stay exactly what they want to do when you got to deliver it. I'm curious about that. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
but if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I've been lucky enough to work on, I mean, with working on the John Wick movies when you're working with really good people as well as terrifically talented people like, you know, Keanu and Chad, the director, when you've worked with them on, you know, over 10 years on, um, it gets better and better and the budget gets bigger, but you know it'll be spent in a good way. Sure. And you know what you expect. I never, you know, I never sort of ask when they go, oh, John Wick 4, whatever. And it's not like I've heard them say, no, this is what I want for my character. They go through all that. And at the end of it, I'm there to help. I'm yeah. there to aid in every way to make it a better movie. On a movie like this, which you're involved with from the beginning, um, you have more, if you like, more say in it. But once the filming starts, it's over to the director. It's over to Gonzalo. Right. He's the guy you've given. So every day was like, yeah, how we, what do we do? And, and that's you know, also... And he's shooting it in a very formalistic style. You know, you know that he's going. It's not like, oh, we need to grab a close-up here. None of that bullshit. Right. And that's all. Well, that's it's, not, it's not that kind of a movie. This is a mood movie, whatever. Yeah. And trusting in him and his cameraman. And you know the moves. So it's like, and but at the same time, the acting is constantly surprising because you're working, I'm working with Nora yeah. and Fanny Ardant, who brought this wonderful enigmatic quality to it, the movie, even in a brief scene. Mm-hmm. And the kid, who was great working with the kid, Oscar, which obviously you improvise a lot with the kid, and you, but you get the essence of the scene. Then the actual last scene with the kid, because you've only got, you've only, we shot that at Magic Hour. Okay. Magic Hour. And you know you can only do it once. Yeah. Right. You haven't got the time. Right. So, it, 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 but it doesn't seem like extra pressure. It seems like extra wonderfulness that you've got this time only to do it. And it's and fun. They, and it, yeah, and it's fun. It's kind of exciting. Right. Right. But, Right. And I'll tell you, though, Max's parents, I mean, because he obviously Wilson's relationship is just pure. Like it kind of brings the kid out of him when he's with him and teaching yeah. him about the things that he did for sure. Yeah, but that, But I'll tell you, in those kids, parents, terrible, terrible. Those parents like <laughs> <laughs> they're, letting them, they're letting them run around. Outside. I know, but that's... <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a there's a hitman outside with my son. What's he doing? <laughs> he's giving him cash. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's funny when, when we were talking, you're talking about, uh, John Wick, I have to ask you, I saw something that, uh, Basil Ironwick had given a, a, an interview and said that, uh, and I, and I don't know if you've addressed it too, about the, about the fact that you got, I know that you, you entered the John Wick franchise kind of late, the first one. And he said that was kind of, there was a free trip to New York, New York that was offered, uh, because you could go there on Thanksgiving. Is there, is that, was that, was that true? Now, that's kind of what the came, that came out as the line. I think it was everybody, but I mean, well, no, well, but once they, you know, one they give out. I mean, you forget the cast of the first 
John Wick, an independent movie, is pretty good. I mean, there's Willem, yeah. Yeah. Willem, me, the girl. I mean, you've got you know terrific uh, um, Alfie played the kid. You got yeah. Michael, sadly, the Michael Nicholas, the marvelous Swedish actor played. It was a very good movie. Oh yeah. Um, but it was a good script. It was a great tight script. I mean, that, that's otherwise you wouldn't have got people allowed to be in it. But the added thing was we were going to come to New York for Thanksgiving for four days, put you up at a great hotel because they had a budget. Everybody, but you know, I think like Defoe and like me, your experienced actors, you understand there's a good script there. It's tight, and you've got Keanu playing a character. Keanu's got a, you know, he's just buried his wife. They kill his dog. They steal his car, and he's an ex-hitman. Right. He boats for goodness. He boats, you know, it's like say, if they do this right, it could be a great little movie. And it was. And it's built, it's coming to something else, which is the luck of the draw. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. And it yeah. just happens. I think the last John Wick was a really great, big, fucking great movie. It's I think. Crazy you know, movie. Like, crazy. Yeah. Great. yeah. Um, so you know, and that and it ain't over for you yet when it comes to that, because you you got a big year in general. You got this one obviously coming out, you got uh you got ballerina. Yeah, that's, got ballerina. That's a, that's a, uh, yeah. That was interesting to make with um, my dear friend Mr. Reddick, yeah, yeah. who you know we worked together on that last year in um, in Prague. Uh, yeah, I mean it's very much we have a few scenes at the, the, the Continental, and obviously we provide a as we say a safe haven for Miss the marvelous Miss Anna de Armas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see it? Do you see like the kind of the big difference with because Len Weissman is directing that one? The difference between no, I think Len, I think Len was very, very aware of very aware and very, very much in sync with what Chad done. And I know they were talked a lot before that. And I found him a delight to work with Len. Yeah, and, and then you're uh, you're you're coming back to Kung, oh, Fu, Kung Fu Panda, Panda. Yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, with Viola, Viola Davis playing the uh chameleon, so she um. That's the lead sort of villain. That that's where they bring us all back. And yes, Tai Lung. It was nice to reprise Tai Lung again. Yeah, the smooth. Was, yeah, however exciting. long ago that was. Yeah, I know it was exciting that to see you coming back for that one. And then it <laughs> it actually kind of leans into the my question about you know when it comes to because your voice is just so iconic as well too. And the, I so this this year I'm not a big anim, anime guy. Never have been. My daughter's no. into it, and I started getting requests from my audience to check out One Piece. And I had, and I had never seen anything. I know that's got this vast lore and all this stuff. And then I watched the live action series and I loved it. I loved the series. And then you of course narrate in the series itself. Did you, did you know that this thing was going to be as big? No, as I, I, I tell you, I only knew about it, Michelle, because I caught, when they got the call and they said, then when you do this, I said, one thing. So I, I thought the person, aha, my grandson. Yeah, <laughs> my youngest grandson who at the time this is like last year and he, I phoned him I, I called him I said do you know about the show and he went oh he said GD GD he said I've been watching this since I was a kid he said first of all it started off as Magma then Anim and then went into Magna and then it's now but he said it's, it's great I, but he, he said I've just been watching something on it now I said well they've asked me to do the what he said oh you've got to do it do so it. there you go yeah and then um is that so? Are you doing anything with with season two? And do you, uh, I have no idea they come back again. I have no idea they come back or not. It was a pleasure to do it. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, those things. Yeah, you do the voice and they carry on from there. But apparently, it was very successful, wasn't it? Good shot. Well, obviously, they're doing a second series. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
So jumping back real quick, I wanted to ask you, and I didn't ask you before, and I'm being mad at myself about American Star, is that when, what I really loved about Wilson, by the way, is the way that he gives information um, through like knowledge, because he's kind of closed off. But when he has this relationship with Gloria, he's giving, he like, there's one particular thing, like when they're talking about like prisons, and he mentions the prison in Belfast and she just, she asked him a question. She's like, are you, are, are you an ex-con or, and she, and he just goes, do I, do I look like one? No answer. Just do I look at no. it. It's certain things that he says and the way this, so like, how did you, I guess a two part question here is part one is, did you, uh, how, how did you approach and really want to kind of approach Wilson of how you wanted to approach his character, but in the same way, were you hesitant at all to be in the hitman world after coming off of doing the, the John Wick stuff? No, I don't wasn't because it's a completely candid movie to John Wick. I just, you know, all I knew, all I all I knew was that I wanted to, this is a guy that's been closed off from life a lot. So when he's with the girl, he, it's like, you know, it's it's difficult to answer questions. He he answers obliquely. Yeah. But without wanting without lying in a sense. But obliquely, and he's alone, and whatever, and he's it's it, it, yeah. I mean, that was the nature of the script too, because Nacho's natural. Like, I mean, don't forget, it was written by, it was written in Spanish originally. I think they did a great translation of it. You know, I mean, Nacho is a, and Gonzalo are both Spanish, uh, screenwriter and director, uh, but obviously they're fluent in English. But I mean, they they left it to me to say, and I always said from the translation, which was pretty good actually, from the first from the first time out um that to make his answers as oblique and as short as possible without revealing too much about himself but without putting her off because he likes he doesn't quite know why she did but she loves the ship and her mother says and her father is in the military and her mother knows something about i love that scene with the mother i love that yeah or shall i say um you know of uh, widow of the widow of the great of the great French director. I mean, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a really, that was a very, it was a really good scene. And I oh, was yeah, like, that, no, but it was, you know, it was, but also, but you know, it's, it's funny making, it's, it's great being in, you get a more intimate sense when you're making a film like that because you get to know the crew. I love it, you know, because you spend all your time together. So yeah. it's an, it becomes a more everyday, a more intimate relationship and you, you feel freer to do whatever and they're involved. On a much more, not that films on the, on a big level like John Wick aren't involved or film involved, but you are more involved. You've only, you've only got five, you know, right. a minimal camera crew, a perfectly good one, everybody, but you're all together all the time. And yeah. you're traveling on location together, you're in the set, you know, it's, it was a great, it was a great experience. And luckily, it's, it's turned out to be a, a good movie that we can all be proud of. Yeah, I recommend I recommend the audience to definitely check it out. It's on again January twenty sixth, American Star. And um, you know, again, thank you for spending the time with me. But before you go, I'm a as I know that you had worked on the remake of Hellboy, and and I just wanted to get your overall thoughts on how you thought all that went. You know, I was I thought David was great now, David Harbour, but something happened on that movie, the end of it, and no trustworthy, and it all got changed around in production. It wasn't right. the movie they wanted to make. So Got it. I only saw half of it. I thought, you know, they 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 killed it, I think, critically. Not me, but I mean, I was... No, no. I, was, I, was, I wanted to do to pay homage to John, my friend who died, John Hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he played the original character. I thought right. it would be great, David. But, but 
it was often it was a it was a misguided attempt uh-huh. to remake the movie. I think. Yeah, I can see how something like that happens for sure. You know, if I can switch subjects for a second, I have been waiting for you to be in a Star Wars movie. It, how you have not played either a Jedi or a Sith or anything along those lines. Has there, it's my last question here. Have you ever been in talks for a Star Wars movie? Are we going to see you in one? Because we need to see you in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> That's very kind. You should tell them. They've never asked me. Really? You've never I'm been sure. in? You've yeah, never been never. in Star Wars? Maybe I'm too much of the other genre to be in a... No. Well, I don't fancy the outfits. Thank you very much indeed for promoting me, Scott. Uh, Christian, but I don't like the, you know, <laughs> dressing in all this really... <laughs> The costumes uh, in science fiction film put me off. I did one. I did one in the sixties called Nineteen Ninety Nine with Martin Landau, which was a yeah. huge success. And yeah, we all wore these, you know, sort of spandex outfits, which were like, oh dear, no. But anyway, there you go. Oh, God bless. Well, but it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, congratulations on the movie. Again, I really enjoyed it, and I uh, and I really enjoyed my time being able to speak with you. So thanks again, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Paul. You have a good 2024. Yeah? You too. Bye. All right. Thanks again to Ian McShane. What an amazing, amazing gentleman he is. And go and check out American Star, by the way. I think you'll really like it, especially I've as I've been kind of going on a highfalutin toot about how smaller movies should get more support and, and how more people should see movies with kind of in-depth characters. This is one of those movies. So please go and check it out. Again, leave your comments. Hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out. I appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.